Hello, everyone. Hello, Matt. Gosh. Fantasy football is back, and so is our podcast. Um, right on time. Definitely not 30 minutes before Thursday Night Football in Week 2. No one knows that. Floats no. came out before Week 2. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. How did you do this week, Matt? Um, You know, it was actually pretty impressive, <laughs> I'll say. Um, I was 4-0, actually 5-0. Um, one of the teams is um, me and Cam together, and we did pull out a win, so... Five and zero on week. Wow! Um, Even with Cam weighing you down and influence your influencing your decisions, that's that's the most impressive part, I would say. If I do have to say, we did align on a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we both like Swift, who helped out Mixon, so it worked out. And it was an auction league, so it was a little different than you know normal. How many Ravens do you own? One. Wow. We- he wanted J.K. Dobbins, but I got us to go for Chubb instead. But just for Sean Bateman. Wow, I'm surprised. Which is who I like, so. I don't even know who Cam is any more than I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, not to flex, I also had five wins um, in my somehow eight leagues that I'm in. Um, you know, it's based, so technically five and three, but, you know, you're like you're like Jordan and I'm I'm like LeBron, you know? It's like, yeah, maybe I have losses, but just because I'm in more leagues, right? Like, yeah. So it's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I did pretty, I did pretty well, I guess a couple, I, I feel like I always lose in our dynasty league. I said this to multiple people this weekend and maybe it's not even true, but I just like feel like I'm just always like a top scorer and I just still lose like last week, 138 yeah. points in a loss to Pete by three and while being the second highest scorer. That, that was just tough. I know the last year it happened a lot because I was barely in the playoffs, even though I was a top scorer for like the first seven weeks. And there's probably podcast evidence of me complaining about just that. Um, probably. <laughs> but I don't know, that, that definitely is always tough. But yeah, anyways, um, we're trying to get this done before the game starts because uh, I have a lot of money writing on this game tonight. So um, I we talked a long time ago, Matt, on this, on this podcast about like how we were going to change the 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 format of it um we decided back in april i think or this is when we planned it at least i'm not sure when we um actually recorded the episode that talked about this but we were going to cut all the, the re- yeah that was i guess i don't remember when that was recorded but yeah the draft episode um what do you got on draft as they might say um i think that's what i called it <laughs> um where we we're gonna cut the like recap of each game stuff um preview each matchup next week and we were going to also just then do lineup questions, et cetera. But talking today, we said that, that we don't want to do that either. So instead, we have, um, I have one like topic I want to quickly mention, but it's nothing really relevant to talk about yet. And then I identified like five players who I think looked good or to keep an eye on. Like not necessarily like, obviously Justin Jefferson looked good, you know, like that's not really going to talk about things like that in my, from what I've got here. And then a couple of questions in the, in, in the who will score more vein, like similar to last year. Um, but the goal is to basically to trim down the length of time um, that we that we record for, I guess. Yeah, no, that's definitely the goal. Because we were going like over an hour last year. So definitely too long, especially for, you know, more quick hitting advice. Yeah, so I've actually, so the thing I want to talk about real quick, because I don't have a lot of results to show from it. Um, 
I wanted to find a way to compare like sleeper versus ESPN in terms of whose projections were better. Um, or I guess like Yahoo as well. Cause I'm in a Yahoo league for the first time now. Um, to see if like one project one site's projections were better than the others. I kind of couldn't really get the data off those sites in an effective way into something I can actually like work with. I also, now that we've graduated from Villanova, um, do not have access to Excel on my personal computer anymore. So I'm doing it all in Google sheets, um, which isn't, you know, that big a deal, but it is a bit worse than Excel. So, or any other like data software. But basically, since I couldn't get the ESPN data off the site very easily, and I couldn't get sleeper uh, projections off of their site very easily, um, I could get Fantasy Pros off their site, though. So um, then all I did was basically just look at like the difference between the projection and the actual uh, points scored by the players. And then I attempted to do a, a methodology that we learned in our um and and some of our classes matt where i was created a model just based off of like nothing with the input of um of the the actual or of the projected points for and tried to adjust that model to predict accurately by minimizing the error between uh each projection but i only have one set of data and sheets solver tool is not as good as excel solver tool so this is more of something that I think I'll, I'll look at throughout the year. And then like, eventually I'll talk more about hopefully, but fantasy pros actually did a decent job. Um, they were on average within on average, within a point and a half of, of their players. Um, now that data set, I haven't had a lot of time to filter it. I think a lot of that will be cut out with like a lot of players that were projected for like half a point and they didn't do very well. So, you know, you're within um, a point of that, obviously, but I, I thought that was interesting that, um, they were surprisingly close on um, a lot of people's projections. Yeah, no, that is interesting. And especially for week one, just because um, I feel like that's always the hardest week because you don't have anything to go off of. It's just like, oh, I think this player's good. I think they have a bigger role. And that's kind of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the next like sort of thing I, I would do with this, with this is try to get rid of the um, some of the easy differences, like – I don't know, like predicting certain players to score like 0.1 points and they had a catch or whatever. Like that's a really like things like that, just to try to make the data a little bit, um, a little bit better because it obviously missed on a lot of things as well. Like Aaron Rodgers had a um, pretty shitty game. <laughs> um, for example, he's just alpha at the top of the list for quarterbacks. Um, he didn't do well, but the projection obviously was high for him. Um, so there's, I, there's more I want to do with this. I, I'm kind of just mentioning it. Um, anyone who's listening wants to reach out to me about ideas like, or me or Matt about ideas um, like this. Uh, just let us know. Um, I think that'd be something that would be cool. I think we both discussed Matt, right? That it would be kind of interesting to take um, some sort of a modeling approach to, to some of this, but also, and we also, also just want to talk football too. So. Yeah. Maybe need to ask Dr. Smith. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, I can do a PhD in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all that now that all that nerd boringness is out of the way um let's let's do a really quick a really quick episode um before the game starts so who is one of the i don't know if you identified a certain number of players matt but uh who's someone you thought looked good or you want to keep your eye on um following the week one performance 
I have a variety. Um, I'm going to start out with Daryl Henderson. You know, I think everyone kind of thought it was Cam Akers' backfield. I know he's coming off the Achilles injury, but they said he looked good in training camp. And then we come out and Henderson has an 82% snap share, which, you know, no one really thought of. You know, I know Kyron Williams got hurt, but like no one expected to be Henderson's backfield. Mm-hmm. And I know he didn't have the best of weeks. I think it was like 12 points of PPR. But, you know, now they're playing the Falcons this week. I know ESPN, he's projected 16. So, like, I'm at least keeping my eye out for him. Uh, I might even say sell high because I don't think it – I I don't think McVay will keep it up, but it is also pretty shocking that he got that high of a snap share in that backfield with Cam Akers. Yeah, I think I would – I. Yeah, I agree. I think I would be selling him too, um, just like Kyle just did in, in multiple leagues that I'm in him with, unfortunately. Um, I think uh, I think Kyron Williams is going to have a, a big role when he came back when he comes back, um, which is four weeks from now or after week four. I don't remember, but um, I don't know. I picked him up before the game after all that hype that like was drummed up that afternoon. Um, so maybe I'm just still convinced by that hype, but I don't know. I think. I think Henderson for the next few weeks, yeah, obviously a must start. I mean, Akers didn't even play. That was really weird. Yeah, and for me it's tough because in, in the league I have him in, I have Javante and DeAndre Swift. So, like, <laughs> I want to start him. If Swift doesn't play, I'll start him. But, like, I really can't push him into that lineup. You can't flex him? Well, so What's I that? have Jefferson, Mike Williams, and – Pittman in right now, and I have Jesus Williams Christ. In. This is a four man. This is a two man league. It's a ten man league. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but like Pittman's, Pittman's in practice today, so I have to start Williams in case Pittman doesn't play. Mm. And then I could put Sutton in or Henderson. But right, it's like I can't at the moment fit him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah without going healthy. All right, um, a player I've got is uh, Julio Jones. And this was, I wanted to mention this, I guess we haven't recorded in a while. Um, I was watching NFL Network on, I don't know, Monday before the season started, maybe a, maybe a weekend before, I'm not exactly sure when. And they were really talking up how Julio looked in practice, talking about how he like still has a step, he looks like revitalized um, with, with playing with Brady. Looks like he still has something left in the tank. And then I think on Sunday night, um, we saw a lot of that in my opinion i'm not saying he's necessarily going to be as good as like antonio brown was when he was the third you know receiver there but personally i think julio is going to be um have a have a, a solid year especially with like all the, the targets that gronk had up for the taking i think i mean why wouldn't he take them um yeah no i like that and especially with godwin in, injuring his hamstring um you know he'll be out it says he's week to week, but he should be out three to four weeks. And, you know, actually Evans didn't even practice today with a calf injury. So it might just be Julio and Russell Gage for them on I Sunday. I don't know if Julio practiced today. Yeah, Julio didn't practice. He didn't today. either. <laughs> but I'm hoping that's just a rest day, I feel like. Yeah, probably. That's a better I, I think with so. Julio, you got to expect him to be questionable all week, every week, right? But yeah, um, I don't know. And he doesn't have – he certainly doesn't have uh, – he's nowhere, nowhere near his, his prime. I mean – he was coming off the field like after every deep route thrown, um, or every deep route run. 
but still, I don't know. I think he's got a bit left. And I think he can score some touchdowns this year. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I like him. Um, so my next one, I'll keep it in the running backs, um, is AJ Dillon. And so I did like him going into the season, but you know, he scored twenty point one PPR points. He had five receptions for forty six yards, ten carries and a touchdown. And it's truly a timeshare with him and Aaron Jones. Um, so, you know, in that offense where they're going to be using both of them a lot and they really don't have great wide receivers that Rodgers can throw to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think his value is going up and it'll be interesting to watch, especially since Aaron Jones, you know, I think the past few years he's been pretty healthy, but before that um, he did miss a good amount of time. So I do like him and he's definitely a player to watch. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. And Aaron Jones only had eight touches, so he did out-touch eight, eight Aaron Jones. Very glad I traded him away for Josh Jacobs. Um, no regret. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my next one, staying with running backs. Actually, I have a lot of running backs on mine as well. Um, this is a quicker one, I guess, but I was kind of down on Cordero Patterson um, before the year, and he's still like – he actually looked like like a good player, which was really unexpected. Um I, I did not think that was going to happen. Um, yeah, so he, like, I didn't even have him in my top 24 running backs um, or in my honorable mentions for uh, for running back before the season started. I don't have your list in front of me, Matt, but I don't know. I if guarantee you, you I didn't have him. <laughs> and, I mean, I thought he looked really good on, on, uh, on Sunday, so... I, I was wrong about him, I think. I mean, it's early, but yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I had to cross him off my list with you saying him. But <laughs> no, I agree. I was wrong on him as well. And with Damien Williams getting hurt, that's a good sign for him. So I think he'll be able to keep up the touches at least. And, you know, he's good with the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um Exactly. All right. So I took one of yours then. That's good. Um, um, so up next, you know, it might not have been the most impressive performance. Like, was that, it was pretty good. Um, it's Gabe Davis. I think, you know, I really like him this year. And, you know, he was one of my guys. He had five targets. I think he had four catches, um, but he put up 18 PPR points. And that's exactly what you want to see, especially against ramp secondary that's pretty tough um and he also had the touchdown so that really helps but the main thing is he was out there for pretty much all of their plays and that's exactly what you want to see from a guy stepping into the number two role on the bills yeah yeah i i agree i was able to withstand a i mean it's so my work league is a um eight-man league and I was able to withstand a Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, Gabe Davis Thursday night stack and come back that and win, impressive. which was I was very not happy on Friday morning. But um, except for as you know a Bills fan, that was that was fun. But not happy <laughs> with my fantasy team um, after that. But yeah, ended up ended up grinding out a win. A team that never never quit. Um, yeah, I have kind of I have two and one because to me they're very similar players um, in terms of their fantasy outlook for this year. Um, Michael Carter and, and James Robinson just because I think a lot of people were 
a lot higher on Brees Hall and ETN um, than on Carter and Robinson. I know that obviously ETN's not a rookie, but it's his first NFL action as well as Hall. And they still looked fine. And like ETN dropped a touchdown, so he would have had a good performance as well. Um, but I think that like James Robinson still showed that he definitely is still going to be a force in that backfield, which is surprising after that um, that injury coming after coming back from this injury. But yeah, I think those two um, were were written off to an extent and still look pretty good. Yeah, I do like both of those. I actually did have James Robinson, but then I crossed <laughs> them out. <laughs> um, for my next one, I'm kind of go going to go similar with I feel like two similar players in Curtis Samuel and Michael Thomas because they were injured for most of the season last year um, you know Michael Thomas I didn't have high hopes for him I didn't want to take the risk but he put up two touchdowns when he didn't play a ton so that's impressive and you know I think as he gets healthier and more playing time he's only gonna put up more points um, for Curtis Samuel you know he had a very good game and I honestly never expected it with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, but he's the slot and Carson likes to um, target his slot wide receivers. So he had a really good performance and I think there's a chance he keeps it up. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those. I almost had, I almost put both of those on, on my list as well. So <laughs> um, I, my next one, a pretty quick one. I don't think he necessarily played great, but more of the situation I like, um, the Lions like to give Jamal Williams goal line carries is what I found out from watching Lions Eagles, which surprised me because like Swift is just like just such a better running back. Um, and Swift did get the rushing. He did have a rushing touchdown, I believe. Um, but when they're on the goal line itself, it was, it was Williams. I think Swift touchdown was like eight yards. Maybe I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but um, at least Williams at least get his chances. If maybe not dominate all of them because Swift is better. But um, especially with Swift's injury concern and the fact that he is also questionable all week, every week, um, I think uh, Williams has a lot of value, um, not just as a handcuff, but as a potentially like spot flex play once by week start happening, just based off the fact that the offense for the Lions did look like they could support fantasy points, especially against an Eagles defense that was supposed to be pretty dang good. They put up 35 points. So... I would I would think Williams has a chance to have some value. No, yeah, he definitely does, and if not, he's a high end handcuff mm-hmm. um, because he'll be the guy if Swift is out. And he already had, like you said, he already has the injury concerns going into week two, so it didn't take him off. Um, so my next guy, uh, you'll probably not be a fan of this, but Clyde. Um, <laughs> no, boo, but the fact that, you know, he played a lot in the beginning, he had the two touchdowns, you know, that was really impressive. And, you know, at least early on, it looked like it was, you know, him, maybe a little bit of uh, Jarek McKinnon, but, you know, they like, they used him a lot. They did use him in the passing game. So, you know, everyone was kind of like questioning his role, but it seems like he does have, um, he is RB1 for them. Boo, Pacheco season. Isaiah Pacheco, let's ride. Um, 
I I will wait till after the Thursday night game before I publish this episode. Maybe maybe edit out some of my comments here. But I don't know. I, uh, I Clyde, yeah, he scored twice, but like he's not going to catch two touchdowns every week. I don't know. I'm still not buying it. Leo was was celebrating victory laps after I trash talked Clyde all off season and called him washed and all that stuff. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, I'll, but you know what? I, I could admit I was wrong or I could double down and, uh, I've never been a coward. I'm going to double down. Clyde still sucks. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. <laughs> um, the last player I have, um, is someone that is, I had never heard of until very recently. Um, it's a tight end. And it's disappointing. It's kind of bittersweet to mention him as a player to, to keep an eye on. Um, first of all, I'm not going to talk about this guy, but um, O.J. Howard, for crying out loud. Yeah. I've been a truther on O.J. Howard forever. I finally let the haters get to me and influence my decision-making. I drop him, and then he goes out and catches two touchdowns. That hurt. But, but that's not who I'm talking about here. Not who I'm talking about. Um, Kylan Granson for the Colts had seven targets as a tight end and had the most snaps technically – only um, one more than our favorite, Mo Alley-Cox. This is why it's so bittersweet. Um, but had 10 more routes run than Cox as well. And the Colts really don't have a second pass catcher besides, like, Naheem Hines, maybe. I mean, I know that they have, like, Doolin and um, Paris Campbell, but uh, and Alec Pierce, who dropped, like, three touchdowns, uh, which was kind of ridiculous. Um <laughs> But Granson will be on the field a lot because the Colts want to run the football a lot um, and, you know, get the tight ends in there, him and Cox. And, yeah, he got seven targets. I think he has – he's an interesting player, and I am not going to lie to you. I'm so bad at tight end in my home league that I'm probably starting Kylan Granson this week um, at, <laughs> at my tight end spot. Who else is available? Well, that'll come up later in the in the, the next – after – I don't know how many players you have left, but I, we can roll into – um, into this in a sec. I just want to mention one other player. Um, you know, he didn't put up a good stat line, but Traylon Burks, um, he only mm-hmm. ran a route. Sorry, I'm fighting with that. <laughs> he was he had a snap rate of 37%, um, but he actually, sorry, he ran 13 routes, which is 36%. Um, other snaps had 55 yards, but like the most, the best way to predict wide receivers do is yards per out run. He had 4.26, which is really good. Um, so, and I think he had three catches for 55 yards. So he's someone to look out for. I think, you know, maybe not next week, but towards the end of the season, I think he can really break out. Another guy that I almost had on my list as well. So I'm glad, um, I'm glad we were pretty much in agreement, except for your horrendous take of, uh, on Clyde. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah, so I'll go into my, I mean, back to Kylan Granson. I have, um, so it's non-PPR, but we can make it based on PPR for this, the sake of this. Um, my tight ends originally were Gasicki and Irv Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Dropped Gasicki for Granson at, for, on waivers. Uh, actually, I don't think I used a waiver claim on uh, on Granson because, I mean, who would pick up Kylan Granson, um, let alone start? That's fair. But so I still have Irv Smith on my line in my lineup. Um, Gasicki, I just don't think there's anything to, any value with, with Hill and Waddle and the fact that they want to run the ball a lot still probably. Um, and the offense just didn't look great either. Um, so I don't want Gazicki. He's gone. Irv Smith, I thought I kind of was, was big on going into this season as like a sleeper. 
I don't, did he, he had like one target, I think, and it was Cousins throwing the ball away in his general direction. Um, yeah, I think so. I was high on him too, though. So, yeah, Granson, Smith, who's still on my roster, or Hayden Hurst versus Dallas is maybe the uh, – I'm sorry, Granson's playing Jacksonville and Smith or Smith is playing against uh, Philadelphia on Monday night. So you have those two or Hayden Hurst? Yeah, I'm pulling up the the league to see who else is on waivers. I think Hurst was the the highest projected, but I will take a quick peek at um, at who else was there. Um, you know, that is bold to go with him. So the top projected, the top of their projections are Albert O. Um, and David Njoku. And yeah, that that's I'm not gonna I don't want to start like Austin Hooper, or I mean maybe Cameron Brait is kind of sneaky with the fact that they have no pass catchers. Um, I think about that's true. If they're all vert, I think I like Alberto. Yeah, I'm not anti Alberto, but he didn't really. I mean, the Seahawks defense is bad. I guess the whole the whole Broncos offense just looked kind of bad to me. And they did. Other than Javante, it was kind of like, eh, I don't want a piece of that until I see a little bit better performance, especially against, I mean, great game on, on Monday night, of course, but against not a good Seahawks defense. So I think I'm probably riding with Granson, not going to lie. I, I think I want I want all the smoke of, of starting Kyle Granson. That's ballsy, but so you like um, you was Alberto. All right, all right, that's fair. I would say Alberto or Hayden Hurst. I like both of them. <laughs> I could drop Irv Smith for for one of them, maybe for O, just to just to take a peek. Uh, just yeah, in case it improves. But I would do that at least. My my reasoning, I guess, is like Hackett in uh, in Green Bay, no tight end performance in that offense usually. Um, Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Never really favored tight ends. I mean, Jimmy Graham for like a year or two got some goal line work, but um, I guess the, and the Seahawks had like theoretically decent tight ends throughout that time. Like not no one no one special, but people who you know could catch the football if thrown if it was thrown to them. Um, that's why I'm, I guess that plus the offense didn't look great in the first place. Um, and that first drive, who was that tight end on the on the Broncos getting like all the ca- catches too? That was really weird. Ooh, Alex Beck or something. Yeah, like never heard of him ever. I haven't either. That was <laughs> a shock. Yeah, he made some nice catches too. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, what do you got then? Um, my first one is Derek Carr versus Joe Burrow. Hmm. You gotta give me who they're playing. I don't remember. Um, Carr's playing the Cardinals, and that's what currently happened. Um, because the Cardinals were awful, and mm-hmm. their defense is hurt. And then Burroughs playing the Cowboys. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I I'd go Carr. I think um, for I don't need to say more than what you said. The Cardinal defense is awful. Um, but because Dallas looked kind of good, I thought on Sunday night on on the defensive side. I guess they got kind of in the red zone at least. They looked good, and Burrow obviously did not look good. Um, uh, he gave me a heart attack <laughs> with his turnover after turnover he still put up like 20 22 points or something like that i don't remember but 20 something um but yeah it wasn't bad in the end but yeah not a great game uh, yeah i'd go car i think i'm gonna go car okay um staying in that game which i think i'm gonna have the same answer then 
Hunter Renfro, obviously, versus Arizona, or Brandon Ayuk versus Seattle um, in what should be a much better weather game for Trey Lance and the Niners' offense. See, I do like Ayuk this year, but I feel like you have to go Renfro mm-hmm. um, in a, I guess, worse matchup. Or, sorry, worse corners. Yeah. Um, you know, Renfro should do better. And I feel like Carr won't just, like, lock onto only Devontae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I that's what I currently have. I think in that league I also have Devontae, so um, might as well just fire them both up because Arizona defense looked just horrendous. I know it's the Chiefs' offense, but I mean, come on, Arizona! Like, what was that? Um, that yeah. was bad. Uh, so I, I I agree. I think Renfro gets um, gets it going. Okay. Um, my next one is Devin Singletary, and who the Bills play? Bills play the Titans. Yeah, Monday night. Or J.K. Dobbins, who might be back uh, versus the Dolphins. Um, I think I need to repeat the um, one of this podcast's favorite quotes. Lamar is RB1. Um, therefore, I like Singletary. <laughs> um, especially because uh, Saquon ran all over Tennessee last week. I know Singletary is no, not as good as Saquon. But I think that that defense isn't great, isn't great, and they have. I know that like the Bills are a pass-first team, and I also know that unfortunately it looked like Zach Moss was the clock killing back. <laughs> um, yeah, which was kind of strange because I think I predicted he'd get cut before the season started. Um, but I I still like Singletary. I think he's in my opinion he's like by far like way better than Zach Moss. I haven't seen enough of James Cook. Obviously, he only had like the one carry. Um, with the fumble, yeah, you know, some people fumble. Kareem Hunt fumbled on his first career carry too. You know, it, it can happen. Is but I, I, so you know, maybe Cook is good. Um, I don't understand how Zach Moss gets playing time, and I feel like at some point, the Bills coaching staff has to listen to me, the fan, who knows better than them. Um, so I, I, I like Singletary. Okay, no, yeah, I agree. I was going with Singletary. I just don't trust Dobbins necessarily in his first game back. Yeah, I agree as well. I mean, man, Lamar's RB1. Um, all right, so this is my last one. This is, this is a decision that I don't think anyone would want to make. Um, one of the guys I was biggest biggest hype on this season, still am, but a rocky debut for one Damian Pierce, um, now playing against Denver. Um. Or, and this is non-PPR that I'm asking about, but feel free to just give me a PPR projection. I think, well, it'll probably change. It might change who you pick. Or Naheem Hines versus Jacksonville. And one of those two lucky lucky football players is going to be my RB2 this week. <laughs> not, not my flex, my RB2. <laughs> so that one's interesting. I know they want to get Damian Pierce more involved. I think they said that after the game. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't trust it against the Broncos and probably in a bad game script. Um, I think I'm going to go with Naeem Hines. And, you know, if Pittman doesn't play, he didn't practice today with a quad injury. So if he doesn't play, Naeem Hines could get a lot more work. Yeah, I mean, Hines in standard even outperformed Pierce last week. Um, I'm torn. I'll probably think about this more. Currently, I still have Damian Pierce in my lineup. He got more groundwork than Hines did. Um, with a, he's, he's still got like 11 carries or 12 carries. Well, for Damian Pierce. 
But you're right. I mean, if the game script calls for more passing against Denver, that's Rex Burkhead's role somehow. Um, so maybe I might have to might have to reconsider this. Yeah, after last week, I'm more worried about Damian Pierce. Yeah, I'm much sadder about Damian Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so my last one, I had this question last week as well, and I'll probably be a continual weekly question. Um, but Mike Williams versus the Chiefs or Sutton versus the Texans? Yeah, that's, let's see. Let's see. So you asked me that. When did you ask me this? On like Sunday or something? I forget. Um, just Maybe like I asked Saturday. you. I asked you Ayuk versus Renfro on also that, that was definitely Sunday morning. I, I know I asked you that then. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, like, I the Broncos like didn't look good. No, they didn't at all. Um, and it was like technically like their preseason game for the offense because like none of them played in the preseason. At least, not a lot of them played in the preseason, but. So maybe they'll figure it out. I said Williams last week. I think that was not the best choice because did he even get like a catch? I don't even know. But um, he had three total points. He had two catches for ten yards. And Sutton had probably like what do you have like eight points? Did he have like fifty yards on three catches or something? He had eleven. Oh wow. Okay. Um, wow. It wasn't easy to answer this last week, and I don't think it's easy to answer it this week. I I would say. Mike Williams because I bet on him to score a touchdown tonight. So he probably will. Um, so that's that's who I ended up going with just because because Pittman has the injury concerns. I'd rather like if it's close, I'd rather just put him in my lineup and then if I have to I can also put Sutton in. Mm-hmm. So I went the more cautious route, but I think either way I was probably leaning towards him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. Um, cool. Wow, we're at thirty four minutes. Game's gonna start in like fifteen minutes. So I think we nailed this. Um We did. Quick episode. Yeah, let let us know what you th- what you think, um if you if you feel like it. If you have any like stats, ideas, um we can uh you know, just reach out to either of us, I guess. Um yeah. Yeah, and if you have any weekly questions, start sits, feel free to ask them. Oh, I actually got one, um, but I don't think I don't know if he'll hear it in time, so I'll have to text this person back. Um, my sister asking Gerald Everett or Dawson Knox, especially because Everett is um, playing tonight. We'll quick close out with this one. Hmm, that one's tough. I kind of like Everett, honestly. Yeah, I like Everett as well, and that's who she says she's going with. So, um, hopefully we. Hopefully that pans out. Again, we'll edit this part out if uh, if he doesn't do well. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, uh, good luck, everyone, in your matchups this week. And um, go watch the game. Yeah, good luck, Josh. And see you, everyone. See you.